As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFord. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on The Athletic NBA Show for Nerdishy Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerdishy Road right here on The Athletic NBA Show. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show, Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, tending to your yard or just sipping your coffee on Saturday morning listen to Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic NBA show want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at the Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts welcome to the Athletic NBA show Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate me. Stop hating. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention coming up. Bronze ankle acting up. The sun stay rising. Stots out. LaMelo ball wasting away in Charlotte and Milwaukee's ultimatum. I'm Zach Harper. That's Jade Hoy producing in this corner. Bay Area legend and author of two, count them, two books about the Warriors dynasty. The one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, congratulations on taking over for Big Waz on Hoops Adjacent. How did the first show with NBA, well, basketball Hall of Famer David Aldridge feel? I was about to say, Eddie Johnson is a Hall of Famer? Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, whoa, he was good, but hold on. Uh, You know what? I felt right at home. I feel like me and DA were meant to be together. Uh, I am am very glad I get to disappoint Hoops adjacent listeners by being a, a a lesser version of Waz. More at home than, say, any other podcast you do? 
well, no, the other podcast is like in the streets. You know what I'm saying? This is that's go. the part yeah. of me that's out here. That's in how streets, I would describe Warriors me. plus minus as well. And in this corner, <laughs> Bay Area suburban legend and the author of the book The Victory Machine, still available in paperback. They haven't taken that option away. It's no. Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Ethan is the Sopranos the most overrated show in the history of television? No, no, it's the best show in the history of television. Full stop. Fifth season, the best season. Love the way, love the way it outros. Oh come Wait, on! Your, fifth, I mean, your best season can't be with four seasons to go. Well, look, this is the problem with TV. It's all about roping people. That's no, the problem with the series. Mm. <laughs> it's it's good. I'm glad I watched it. I'll probably never watch it again. Wow! I watched it once. I've watched it, it twice. I watched it twice. The Chris Moltisanti intervention scene, I believe, is a top five scene in the history of television. At the very least, a top five comedy scene in the history of television. Facts. All right. I've watched it twice. I won't watch it again. That's enough. I've only watched it the once. It was a few years ago. I'm glad I watched it. Like, I now, you know, I get some of the references now, but it's good. I don't it's know. It's good. Did you it's see? Yeah, like, it's a, it's a six out of ten. Did you see uh, the athletic article um, on how the last time Gandolfini was Tony was to try to lure LeBron to the New York Knicks? Did you read about this? Did you and there's a secret tape of it. There's a of him and uh, Edie Falco uh, playing their parts to get LeBron to come to New York. What I loved how most much did that cost it, millions? Well, he did it for free. Gandolfini did it for free. He was so stoked on and it. It was into it. Apparently, it was very much into According it. According to the article, he was very into and it. And it was all because LeBron. It was floated was a fan of the Sopranos. But knowing what we know about LeBron and how he's a bit of a trend chaser, I would love if he just made it up and he had no interest at all. And that's what kicked off this entire production and secret tape was LeBron lying and saying he was a Sopranos fan. Well, check out my feature next week when I let you know that uh, Jerry Ferrara was turtle to lure Julius Randle to the Knicks. That's a little exclusive right there on The Athletic. All right, Jade, start the clock. Speaking of LeBron, is it the panic time? LeBron James will be out at least the next two games for the Lakers, and it could be longer. This according to ESPN. Following a 20-game absence, James, the star of Space Jam 2, out this summer, necessary detail there return for two games with a high ankle sprain he said he felt quote pretty good other than a little soreness in his first game back but after his second game he started to feel some discomfort james appeared in two games before the ankle was too painful to continue earlier this week james stunned reporters by saying he may never and i mean never ever return to 100 percent jade play the tape so i've been that's over the last six weeks that's all i've been doing is having the urgency to get back and play. Um, I knew I would, you know, you know, getting back to 100%, it's impossible. I don't think I will ever get back to 100% in my career. Um, but, you know, I felt comfortable where I knew I could get on the floor and help my team win. So, Marcus, it's this much ado about nothing? Does LeBron just need more time in the studio to patch up some of those ADR lines for Space Jam 2? Or is this something to be gravely concerned about? What's right before gravely? Like, I don't think anybody's dying. So a step right before that, near death, Ooh. right? Near gravely. Yeah. The reason the reason that concerns me. Critical. Is this critical? Is this there critical? you go. This yeah. is this this is ICU, baby. Uh the reason is these games they're coming up with, they kind of really need LeBron. It's the Clippers. It's Phoenix. It's New York, right? Like 
that's when they need him. For him to miss those games and then return to close out against Houston and New Orleans, right? Like, ah, whatever. You need him for the Clippers. You need him for Phoenix. You need him for New York. You need him to stay out of the play-in game, which he is clearly allergic to, right? So the fact that he's not playing now means this high ankle sprain is something. I just don't see LeBron not playing these games at this point in the season with this much on the line. You know, I'm often watching A's broadcasts, Zach. You know that about me. I'm a big baseball fan, big C-man. Baseball hey, Ethan, yeah. Home, home run champs. You see them A's, always, 40 home runs, baby. Always have been. Yeah, I, bet, I bet it'll happen in the postseason like it always does. <laughs> anyway, Dallas Braden always says after a home run, the thing about fastballs and real estate, location, 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 it's the same with ankle sprains. The lower ankle sprain and the higher ankle sprain are different beasts. They're totally different injuries that impact different parts of the body. And I think it's easy when you hear ankle sprain to go, okay, it's okay. They'll get LeBron back. The NASCAR pit crew will take out the nuts and bolts and and he'll just be LeBron again. He's a tank. He doesn't get hurt. But that high ankle sprain um, is potentially lingering and maybe you can't get back to 100%. I'm not going to make any predictions. I'm not a doctor, as we often say on this podcast, but it would not surprise You're me. You're a if, doctor. Eh, a little You're bit. You're a doctor. You know, a little bit. Uh, anyway, anywho, I'm an amateur doctor. We're all Zoom doctors nowadays. And in my doctor opinion, my medical opinion, <laughs> um, it wouldn't be shocking to see LeBron compromise from here on out. Uh, I prefer to be an optimist and think you'll get the right rest. Uh, and recovery and eventually get back to form. But no, it's with a high ankle sprain, my high ankle sprain. And we know that my body and what I've done, it's exactly like it's what about LeBron the same as LeBron, about yeah. the yeah. same as LeBron. I was skateboarding right. um, and I had a high ankle sprain and it's still discolored from uh, over 10 years ago. So it, it, it can linger. I'm not hundred percent. Let me tell you. Let me tell I you. I thought you just had a high ankle. <laughs> just, just a longer ankle than most people. <laughs> I thought he was reading it the other way. Um, here's the Blazers' final games of the season. Lakers at home. Spurs at home, which is the second night of a back-to-back. Home against the Rockets. Then at the Jazz. At the Suns on the second night of a back-to-back. And then home to the Nuggets. Marcus, I don't know that they have to worry about the about going into the play-in tournament. Because the yeah, Blazers are not going to win a lot of those games. They're, I mean, they would. You wouldn't say so, but you also think- remember, remember when that guy tweeted Dame and said, "Hey, if you guys don't get to forty-two wins, I'm going to lose my house." And Dame said, "Say less." They're not <laughs> making forty-two wins, by the way. We got to find a house for this guy. Oh God, <laughs> why? You think LeBron is banking on Dame not sneaking two of those games? Like, I, if they're putting their season on Dame. And I, I I don't know. That's a risky bet. Mm. There will be he missed twenty games, and there will be six. You know what they played on the second, I think. So that's four games before the Clippers game, five games at Blazers game. Uh, if he doesn't play at Phoenix nine, that's another week off. And if it's still not okay, like that's a problem. Uh, I, I do think you're right in that they're saying let's not risk LeBron for the playoffs, but. That just means it's pretty big because, I mean, they could literally lose to the Blazers. Yeah. They could lose to the Blazers without without LeBron. I mean, and now you're looking at the, the you're looking at playing the Warriors in, in, in seven eight for the, uh, in the, play. the Lakers. It's recruitment at, season. It's uh you know at Clippers, which is that's a long road trip, but uh, at Clippers, at Blazers, uh, Suns, 
Knicks, which are tough. Rockets is a win. Pacers, whatever. And then New Orleans is – I mean, the Lakers schedule is not cake is what I would say. It's not, but the Pacers, Pacers suck. We know that, right? Like, Pacers are terrible. That's a bad basketball team. Yeah. I like, was, and, and for the second straight year, they're like, ooh, maybe the coach. are like, or maybe the front office that put this terrible roster together. Well, we'll, we'll be talking about that later. But all these, all this hot seat, the hot seat ooh. is out. It's out right now. That oh my is God. a mid-podcast tease for a mm. few minutes from now. Mm. Speaking of hot seat. Brought to you by Magic Two. No. <laughs> what, about the, what about the hot suns? Holy shit. Are the suns the best team in basketball, guys? What day is it? May 5th when we're recording this? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. That's right, fellas. The Phoenix Suns are now 47 and 18, riding a five, count them, five game win streak in tonight. Tonight's game against the Hawks. What happened? I don't know. Wait, is that a Wednesday night game or a Thursday night game? Check the standings in the scoreboard to find out. In this week's power rankings on the athletic, I have them as the number one seed. And the theme this week was playoff predictions. This is what I wrote. The Phoenix Suns will finish with the top seed. And they'll handle their business <laughs> until the second round. Does anybody think this team can get through to the second round? Or will they be a first round upset? Does anybody think they can get past the second round? Ethan, you go first. Yeah, they can get past the second round. They can get to the conference finals. It's going to be determined by matchups and injuries. But especially with the Lakers now in peril, as we were just talking about, I guess what I want to know with the Suns is what's the counter argument? Is it the lack of experience, save for Chris Paul, that they just haven't been through the crucible before? Because otherwise, they're just a very well-balanced team uh, that can go big, that can go smaller um, and has shooting. I mean, what's what's the what's the weakness? What's the vulnerability? Do we turn it to Suns aficionado Marcus to tell me the Achilles heel for this uh, Phoenix Leviathan? Can a Leviathan have an Achilles heel? I don't know. I don't think that's that, how that works. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's how it works either. Yeah, but they have like Listen, the, the sea monster is like a heel though, or like a flipper. Sorry, you're saying not 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 only can they get to the Western Conference Finals, they will get to the Western Conference. Whoa, Finals. Whoa! Jane, explosion! This is happening. Air horns. This is happening. Ambulance noise. This is happening. The what? road is set up for them. They're, they're the most complete. They're the most complete they've ever been. Chris Paul Devin is as Booker, hungry as he's like ever Devin been. Devin Book it, Jade. Oh. Devin Book it. <laughs> Look, they, they, they'll get the eight, right? They'll, they'll play the eight seed, and whoever it is, they'll beat them. Like, if it's Portland, if it's Golden State, whoever, none of those four teams is probably is going to beat Phoenix in the four-game series. Guess who they get second round? Denver or Dallas. Mm. Oh, are you scared? What about your precious you MVP, and they traded for Aaron Gordon, and now you know now they're title contenders and stuff. Yeah, huh? yeah, I'm with you. Denver might be a nice fight, you know. They put up a good fight, but I, I'm riding. I'm riding with Phoenix because of their wow. versatility. They can play multiple ways. They can put Aiton in there. They can play without Aiton. They they have the ability to play multiple ways. And Chris Paul, right now, Chris Paul is looking like a guy who's got one last shot. Like, he's playing like a dude who knows, okay, this is it, and he's got to get to a finals. 
Matter of fact, you know what? Go ahead and put them in the finals. Phoenix Whoa! in the NBA finals. We're, we're going all – I'm riding this Phoenix thing all the way. You know, wow. Ethan, how I feel about Javon Carter. Yeah. Michael Bridges is one of the best role players in the league. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, put Phoenix in the NBA finals right now because LeBron's high ankle sprain is a problem. Let's book it. Wow. Wow. I like it. Monty Williams, coach of the year. I'm fanning myself on an audio yet, medium, hoping that Jerome turns this into a video. And yet, and yet, and yet, the... Otherwise, that didn't make any sense. It doesn't. Uh, the rule in basketball is that Chris Paul must lose in the most heartbreaking of fashion. It's hard to evade that. Mm. It's hard to get mm. away from that. That is a rule of life like death and taxes. How is that not going to happen this time around? Is it just... It's a whole new world. We got a pandemic and all that. Things wow. are different. Everything is wow. odd. This is the year Chris Paul. Yeah, that's it. a good point. It is, it is a whole new world. But, Ethan, that lack of experience does matter, right? Like, we've even seen, and granted, I don't think you can just base it on this, but we saw a Thunder team, a 50-win Thunder team, you know, essentially with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden and Serge Ibaka go to their first playoff moment. And granted, they had to face the Lakers. So, like, you know, that's not just your normal uh, playoff opponent, but they had to face the Lakers and they ended up losing in six. Like sometimes you can be a good, a really, really good team with a great future and not necessarily have that experience to overcome a tough opponent. Counterpoint. Are these real playoffs? Right. I mean, if you take the crowd oh. out of it, if you take the crowd out of it. I mean, we're still Wait, a little more. We th- do we think Arizona is not going to have a full crowd <laughs> for these oh, playoffs? Yeah. Probably. I don't know what they got going on down there. <laughs> be honest i mean I, i'm not sure are they then that's a huge advantage oh that validates Marcus oh, is a tremendous advantage. advantage i'm telling that, you that, val- the sons of the finals that that, the finals. that validates it. that validates marcus even more that when you go wow. out there to talking stick you're gonna have twenty thousand people screaming and making a home court advantage and when you return home wherever you're playing let's say staples it's going to be a a mere smattering you can go no, to the finals you with a You forget people. about the off days and the post game. When have players gone out? When have they gotten a chance to kick it? Mm. They will be in downtown Scott Scottsdale's about to be the about to be the same advantage Miami is yeah. for the Heat, right? Yeah. Like, are yep. you kidding me? You get to kick it at Scottsdale finally, full on. No, it what? No, they, we need a mean on the, the scene. Team is taking the L. We need a mean on the scene in Scottsdale telling us. Which guys went out? Which guys got crazy? So we can make the right gambling picks. We've got this whole situation also, set up. They'll avoid yeah. the LA teams until the finals, mm. like the way it's set up now. They won't have to face the Lakers or the Clippers until the West Finals. Mm. I'm liking this. Mm. I'm telling I'm you, liking put it. Phoenix in the finals. Let's go. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever. And that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. 
Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. Wow. You know who's not going to make the finals? The Portland Trailblazers. In fact, take three. Get the stats out of here. <laughs> As predicted many times on this podcast channel, the Portland Trailblazers are expected to move on from head coach Terry Stotts after nine years. Jade, hit me with that Ferris Bueller's nine times. Nine times. Nine times. This is according to Shamstrani of The Athletic. Shocking, I say. Quote, if Stotts can't pull a rabbit out of his hat with a playoff miracle of sorts, as one source puts it, the Blazers are expected to opt for a new coaching voice. Shams also wrote, and the Damian Lillard timeline, it seems, is playing a big part here. Sources also said coach Mike Budenholzer is urgently learning how to become a magician. Among the potential coaching candidates, Lakers assistant Jason Kidd, Hawks interim coach Nate McMillan, maybe making a return to the PNW, 76ers assistant Dave Yeager, Clippers assistant Chauncey Billups, and Spurs vice pres of basketball operations Brent Bonesberry. Marcus, what took the Blazers so long here? Uh, the Warriors took them so long. The Dynasty mm. Warriors. That You lose to the Warriors four times in the playoffs, it feels inevitable, right? We've done the best we could, but we just ran up against the Warriors. It's not us. It's them. They're, su- they're such a juggernaut. They got to the Western Conference Finals. No KD. You lose to Steph and Dr- Hey, man, what, what are we supposed to do? We lost to the greatest team ever assembled, right? Well, now that team is no longer there, and the results are the same. But that's what mm-hmm. took us. You had that fallback plan of, hey, we just happened to be here at the same time as the KD, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson Warriors. And now that that's out of the bag, right? That's This was their year, and all of these people were talking at the beginning of the year. Oh, Portland, here we go. Oh, Portland, here we go. And it's like, yo, we've watched this team. We know what's happening. Uh, they've been relying the, – the the third score they've been relying on every year is just like the most random – it's like Alfred Camino, Mo Harkless, Robert Covington. It's like, yo, I mean, these are not solid bets here. And while I think Terry Stotts, it's only natural to go to the coach, especially after this much time, he needs to be looking at Neil O'Shea like, hey, homie, it's not like, it's not like you gave me the perfect hand here, buddy. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't know where the expectations are. I mean, where did where did they want to be? Where did they expect to go? And moreover, I mean, Shams wrote such a great uh, article on all the seats heating up. What is going on with all the hot seats? We got we got to throw in our guy Sam Amick, who was in there on there too. Yeah, I'm Sam sorry, in there too. Baby. sorry, sorry. The Sacramento legend should He's get his credit. I, I know, I know. Uh, retake that one. Uh, Sam Amick as well. Keep it all in. Keep it all in. <laughs> Keep it all in. All in there. But what is going on? Why so many hot seats so quickly? It seemed like half the league was in that article about to be fired. Because uh, if, if you're not in a play-in game, what are you doing? If you're not, is that what it is? I think it's muscle memory. 
I think it's muscle memory, right? Because this time of year, normally we'd be making coaching changes, but we still got some season left. Mm. Yeah. I, I feel like if you can't get in the mix on this year, where there's, <laughs> there's 10 teams in the mix, like, what are you doing here? You can't even say, eh, let's just take it. It's like, yo, you're legit not in a 20-team race. Yeah. It seems like Stotts, much, you're done. Stotts and Budenholzer might be the least deserving. My favorite one, uh, my favorite one is in Indiana where with Bjork, uh, Bjorkren, God, it's so hard. Is that why they're firing him, by the way? Just yes, they just can't say his name. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's the little note. It's not, it's not, the spat with the players is they don't know how to say his name. What I loved is that they fired McMillan as the players were mad. And then they were lavishing praise on the replacement, if you remember. And a lot of people were going like, man, they, they really hated McMillan. You can see that they're finally getting some coaching. Well, now it's the same deal. I don't, this is just an outsider's perspective. Maybe the coach is not the problem in Indiana. It might just be. Uh, Especially since that coach who left now has the Hawks and like. Yes. Rolling. Yeah. Yes. Maybe and, it's your all-star big man who's difficult to deal with. Yes. You know, maybe it's the point guard you traded for in a sign and trade a couple of years ago that the other franchise was like, hey, we can let him go. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. I mean, I thought McMillan did a great job and it's just funny to me. It's funny to me that. The replacement is treated much the same way immediately. And again, I don't know all the d- internal dynamics there, but it, it would seem like it would seem like maybe the coach is not the situation in Indiana. And then there are the other ones that are more explicable. I'm surprised that Luke Walton has survived to uh, to this point. Frankly, I mean, it's uh, he's been a, he's doing a good job hanging on. Um, you know, same with Scott Brooks. Uh, so yeah, I've also just seen a lot of war in Legary. It's going to be a busy war in Legary season. It would seem one Marcus, maybe, maybe what, maybe what the Blazers could do is not be the third worst defense in NBA history. You know, maybe that's, but what that's the do. problem. That's what I'm saying. If I'm Terry Stotts it's like, bro, what do you want me to do? You give me a six, three and under backcourt, right? You keep giving me these, these one guys who's supposed to somehow be a defensive stopper, right? Where, whether it's, you know, Mo Harkless, these are good defenders, right? Robert Covington, good defenders, but they're not make up for two small guards who don't defend good, right? They're not that level good. We know they love to get their hands on a Draymond Green, but Neil hasn't pulled that trade off, right? So it's like, I don't know what Terry Stotts is supposed to do. They set it up to where Dame and CJ is their point guard, period. Like that, that that's their that's their yeah. franchise. They so didn't make they're the always hard decision. Out of difficulty. Yeah. Exactly. They didn't make the hard decision. This is what they have to live with. And just plugging in one good defender right. in that small forward but, spot isn't the solution. Remember when the, the solution was supposed to be CJ McCollum for Andre Drummond? What a disaster that would have been, by the way. Oh wow. Because Andre oh Drummond's God. terrible. Yeah. Andre but, Drummond is an awful NBA player. It also reminds me of they how they made, saddled uh, Stotts with Hassan Whiteside for a period of time is also what I'm reminded of when you bring up uh, big because men. Because Nurkic broke his leg. They're like, well, I guess we'll go with Whiteside. <laughs> Make it work, Terry. Yeah. All right. Speaking of tanking, take four. Are the Warriors... Oh, never mind. Uh, but hey, <laughs> they must regret not picking that LaMelo Ball uh, kid because he's back to his last naming. That's right. He's <laughs> back to balling. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Lomelo did not waste any time getting back out there and has been stuffing the, the stat sheet in his first three games back, including more highlight reel plays. Jade, play the tape. Lomelo. Wow. A dipsy do in the finish with the left hand. Despite the absence and some excellent play, from Anthony Edwards, it looks like LaMelo Ball has relocked up that Rookie of the Year award at minus 650 over at BetMGM. Yeah, it's his. All that being said, I'm wondering, guys, is LaMelo Ball another example of a player wasting away in small Marketville? <laughs> Ethan! Yeah. I'm just uh, impressed. Marcus, that's a that was a play on Margaritaville, which is a Jimmy Buffett sound song. <laughs> yeah, kind of I, that was uh, yeah, I figured, I figured. Okay, <laughs> Ethan, go. I, just, I, I like the interpretation of not knowing and just thinking you sing for no reason and and do <laughs> portmanteaus that just don't make sense out of nowhere. Um, I'm just really impressed. I, uh, you know, I remember writing about him because I watched all his Australia games. And I didn't think he would be this. And I said, the only thing preventing me from going further was this old Charlie Rosen column where he said that LeBron would never be more than an average NBA player. And it has followed Charlie Rosen, I think, since he wrote that. And he's almost been drummed out of media potentially in part because of it. And I thought to myself, and I said it in the article, the only reason I'm not going further is because of just reading some of the things he said about LeBron reminds me of some of the things you could say about LaMelo now, but I didn't think LaMelo would actually be a breakout superstar. I was just covering my own ass. I had no, no concern about what's currently happening and actually happening. It It's insane. I mean, he is uh, top shot might be a Ponzi scheme for all we know, but he's the one keeping it alive and propping it up at this juncture. Uh, there's so much interest and hope invested in LaMelo. So I can't answer the question of wasting away in small marketville or what have you, because this whole thing has just started with him and the Hornets. Um, I'm just, I'm just impressed. I don't have a take beyond it. Just impressed. Searching for his crossover and shot. Some people claim there's a Borrego to blame. And I know it's Gordon <laughs> Hayward's fault. There we go. That's, That's Wayne. That's Wayne. Of course. That's Wayne was man. That was that was Bar- I got chills. Borrego looks like I got afraid from that Wayne. Borrego looks like uh can on succession, right? So you know, you know yeah, what this I'm reminds sure. me of. Yeah. Back in the uh, in the early '90s, when I was a uh, Oakland Tech and I was a part of student government, 
they filmed a movie at my school and I got to sit up on stage because I was one of the bright students. So no, it wasn't pleasant. (laughs) It was a movie called made in America with a young Will Smith and Ted dancing. Wow. So I got to, we got to wear a guy. We even got paid and everything, but I sat next to a young Marcus. Wasn't, wasn't that the movie where Ted Danson for a promotional thing, wore blackface to like a Whoopi Goldberg celebration? That might be it. Yeah, that might be I it. I think that, that I, might I be know it. I've got the timeline I is around that. I thought that was that a time. roast. Yeah. Wasn't that a roast where he did that? Maybe it was. I could be mixing the two <laughs> up. So I'm on this stage and I've got on this gold cap and gown and this is our moment. They're filming a movie and we're doing all these takes. And 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 to my my left is Boys in the Hood star Nia Long. So I mean, you, we talk about double digits. <laughs> this is one of the great moments of my life. For like eight straight days, I'm sitting next to Nia Long. And as I as I grew older, look back on that moment, I never I never shot my shot. So Nia Long is the one. Neil Long is my mellow ball for the Warriors, like the one that got away. I was right there. I had a chance to to make a shot. I was like 14. Mm. I should have made my move on Neil Long, and I didn't do it. And now mm. she's like Ime Udoka's wife. So Wait, you wanted, I, I blew it. You, you wanted to that's have one of those like Florida middle schoolers and the teachers sort of relationships in Neil Long? That's, that's what you were – you think that was in your I mean, mix? Dude, I was 14. Everything was possible. What are you talking about? There was no there was no rules, uh, as we discussed before the pod. Yeah. Right? Teenager, right, Zach? Teenager. Uh, that's Marcus. Nobody's going nobody's no to know soldiers. what the proper interpretation no of that soldiers. is. It doesn't matter. We get it. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm just saying, say, huh? that's how the Warriors will feel about LaMelo. They will always look back and say, ah, oh, man, I was right there. I didn't shoot, I didn't shoot my shot. Because this dude right. is a bona fide star. It's only a matter of time before he's out of Charlotte. But I don't think he's wasted away because he's got to develop. He's got to sprout first. And then you go. You do your time. You grow. You sprout. You become a star. And then you leave. This is the no, perfect we're pattern. not doing this to Michael Jordan's team, okay? No. We're not doing this, all right? He's got a chance to be a star in Charlotte. They're going to call oh, him Starlet. Star. Wait, that's... <laughs> He's got a chance to be a star, a superstar. He can be a superstar anywhere. He was a superstar in Lithuania. He was a superstar in Australia, and he's a superstar in Charlotte. We don't need this big market bullshit. Also, I mean, Cam Newton. Exactly. Also, Cam Newton was this big star in Charlotte. It's possible it can be dumb. We're talking about it's like the second, the second uh, city of the south. It's not up to him. It's up to it's up to Michael Jordan to get him somebody to play with. That's what matters. Yeah, get him somebody to play with. Mm Lonzo Morning. Get him another star. That's what they need. Get him another star. Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. Star. Uh, uh, Wardell Stephen Curry Sr. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Very exactly. Famous. You can be a star in Charlotte. We're not doing this to the Queen City, all right? It's My Queen bad. City, right? It is, yeah, yeah, it's Queen City. I think good, that's right. good pull. Right. Good, good reference. Okay. In fact, who knows? He may lead them to the finals someday. Speaking of the finals, take five. Finals are bust. The Bucks stop here. More coaching hot seat news. This just in. According to Sam Amick and Shams Tarania, Bucks head coach Mike, why change a thing, Boonholzer, hmm. is gone unless there's a deep, deep playoff run. From the Athletic, quote, 
There's significant pressure on Budenholzer entering this postseason. And while the team dynamics are very healthy at the moment, with players happy with the coaching element and an internal confidence that they are the best team in the East, sources say Budenholzer is likely gone unless there's a deep playoff run. Huh. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that means the finals or a seven-game first-round series? How deep are we talking here? Marcus, how far do the Bucks need to go for Coach Bud to remain in Milwaukee? They got to get to the finals. The only Ooh. way, the only way that the finals are face the Suns is if yes, face the Suns, baby. The only way if the finals aren't enough is if they lose to the Brooklyn Nets in the same fashion the Philadelphia 76ers lost to the Raptors. It's got to be a seven gamer. It's got to come down to the end, and you got to be right there. If they get, if first off, if they get boat race by the Heat again. <laughs> Like, we're done, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. this is a problem. But it, they've been to the Easter Conference Finals. They've done that. So the point is now you got to progress. More importantly, you got to make Giannis feel like he's not wasting away. And, and if they run up against Brooklyn, who they, what are they, 2-1 and one against Brooklyn this year? They, they've played pretty well. They run up against Brooklyn and get ran up out of there, and Giannis is looking like, geez, how are we going to beat that team? Like this, right. that's what the pressure is. You got to appease Giannis. He signed the supermax. You got to appease him. And if Bud can't figure it out, like that's they're a Bud, they're they're a coach away from figuring it out. We've seen this already. We've seen this with the Warriors. We they're know they're talented enough. For, yeah. Yes, we know they've we know, got it. Yeah. They're they're not. They're, they're, there isn't a deficiency in talent. There might be a deficiency in strategy. There might be a deficiency in approach. So he's got to figure this out. He has to. Ethan, let me let me ask you this real quick. With the Bucks, it may be about one a deep playoff run, but two, kind of the Houston Rockets against the Warriors thing, right? Not so much that you lose, but the way you lose. Mm, I disagree. If I'm just guessing, I think when these sort of reports float on out there, they know what they want to do. They want to move on. Mm. Maybe you can salvage the situation, like in the movie major league they wanted to sell the indians but the indians in the movie made such an incredible run that they couldn't do it such a thing is possible you can marshal the forces of pr in your favor you can win the championship hard to fire you if if you win the championship but i think when they're saying it's got to be a deep playoff playoff run i mean it's that's 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 not a whole lot of trust right there that's a demonstration of will just right there of what they want to do, that kind of ultimatum. So my guess is that the it's die. Like, give me a good reason to keep you around. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. My guess is the die has already been cast, and Budenholzer more than likely will be ousted from the Cream City, which is a strange city nickname. That's uh, that's the it's city an nickname. Excellent of city nickname for what we were talking about before the podcast. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Lord! Oh jeez, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, what's happening right now? Let me look this up. What is happening? So Milwaukee, known as the Cream City because of the yellow cream-colored bricks that were first discovered and made here in the 19th century. Huh. It's not because that state is full of dairy and so it all goes to Milwaukee? Look, that's just what it says. And I'm surprised you didn't go with some sort of pun about Budenholz or hitting the bricks. That's that's what I'm mostly disappointed in when I He's read that. He's trying not to say the cream puns well, that are flying through his head right now. <laughs> Marcus knows me well. 
Ah. In fact, this is what I've been holding back on. There you go. Check the chat on that one. This is horrible podcasting. That that's what I that's what I've been thinking of this oh whole time. God. Okay. <laughs> Yo, Yo. That is a fun. And that's gonna you do it relax. for this episode of Point of Contention on the Athletic MBA show. Make sure you subscribe. You gotta to the relax. Athletic to get all the great playoff coverage and end of season coverage with the NBA. We also have the best coverage of every sport you've got out there. No matter how many times a day you go online to check it and do other stuff. For Marcus Thompson, for Ethan Sherwood-Strauss, for Jade Hoy, (laughs) I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic.